I want to say a fiance. I guess is that what I want to call you? Yeah, yeah. I am fianced. You're fianced. How do you say that? I don't know. Yeah, you're affianced. Very French. Yeah, that. So Matt is that. Congrats to Matt and Lacey. Congrats. Yeah. They just got engaged on valentine's day yep and uh, don't forget you shot it too man yeah i, I took some there. photos and some videos and mm-hmm. all i have to say about it was done at eleanor tinsley park right and when i rolled up to that place <laughs> i was like what is happening here because there was couples and everywhere blankets and yeah. flowers everywhere I'm and like, picnics in the city yeah which is yeah. like and to me i'm like ah, oh, yeah man, i just feel i mean i guess it's cool but also it's like so i don't know what romantic? I just feel, I just feel <laughs> weird. I don't know. I'm like, what is this? It's mushy. It's, 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 maybe that's why I'm 37 and, and single. I'm not single, like, but like not married. 37 and not married. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the married club. I appreciate that. It's I a good club to be a part of. Yeah, no, for yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, it's. I feel like it was a, a point in my time where I realized I had something real special, and I'm like, yeah, you know. I, I gotta make sure I take care of business, but also, you know, I just feel like you lock it down. That is exactly. Lock that down. Lock that down. That's what it's called. It's you lock it down. You put a ring on it and you lock it down. And also, I, you guys are probably listening and like, who is this woman talking <laughs> in the back? So obnoxious. Yeah, like, no, just like, who's talking? Why is there a woman on? And we have no idea who it is. They're just yeah. like. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let Matt introduce her. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to let her introduce herself. What's up, Alicia? Hey. Yeah. Hey, yeah. guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm thrilled that I'm like the first woman on the podcast with you guys. I know. Well, you the first I guest. I love it. So, oh, first, first guest? Yeah. <gasps> wow. Wow. I kind of like uh, put myself in your uh, little circle. Yeah. You kind of force myself. Hey, yeah. listen. Uh, yeah, the world is for your taking, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, that's how I feel. Like I said, I, I like you guys. <laughs> I, I really like y'all. Thank a you. Lot. Y'all always give us great like uh, feedback. Y'all always say very positive stuff every time we talk to y'all. And then at that, like, um, I mean, whenever you had uh, we when I brought this conversation mm-hmm. topic up mm-hmm. on our um, Instagram page, mm-hmm. you dove in and you was just like, man, this is something I would you know what? talk about. You know so. what, Matt? That's just how it is because, you know, for me, it's um, it's really a, a work of passion for me. Um, I worked on this book for years, maybe 10 years until I finally published. Wow. And it is a father-daughter book. And when I noticed that you both were doing, you and John were doing father-daughter talks, I'm like, wow. I really want to kind of bring in the daughter perspective as a grown daughter and how she learned from her dad and the lessons that her dad brought to her as a young woman. You know, my father, um, I give him a lot of credit, both of my parents, by the way, I give a lot of credit to, but my daddy was born an immigrant in Mexico. So he came with a lot of very authoritative viewpoints about women and, and leadership, education. He wanted his girls to be educated, but he wasn't very comfortable with my independence. He wasn't very comfortable with, um, my, my opinionated, you know, self, you know, because I was full of opinions, wanted to do this, wanted to do that. I was all over the place, wanting to do a thousand things. And my daddy didn't know how to function with me. Like, he didn't know what to do with me. He really didn't know. And so in the book that I wrote, I kind of give lessons on how we kind of came together. Even for my quinceanera, when I turned mm-hmm. 15. Yeah. You know, the lessons that um, that we both learned about each other. You know, we learned to laugh at each other because 
you know, when you have a teenager and you have a teenager yourself, she's 16, um, they kind of like can't stand dad sometimes. They're like, oh, you're just such a pain in the butt, dad. Like, leave me alone. I'm like doing my thing. That's how I felt when I was in 15, you know, with my daddy. It's normal. It's normal. <laughs> and, and so my dad used to just make, do things, do silly things to make me laugh because he knew that he would like, as soon as I could laugh, we could talk to each other, you know? Yeah. So that's one of the tips I give in my book. It's like, if you're a daddy and you're at that age, don't, don't hassle them. Find the moment where you can find some humor in something, make them laugh, let them kind of calm down a little bit because I think at that age one thing I do remember is we're very hyper and we want to do things on our own we want to like sit our independence yeah. we're very committed to like what we want to do who we are dad I know what I want to wear dad I know what I want to dress dad you know you don't have to tell me who I can talk to yeah. you know I want to have a boyfriend I'm going to have a boyfriend like that's the kind of attitude but you know one thing that I do tell dads a lot is like you've got to just stop with with the with the with like the the um, authority and start to listen, yeah, like really just stop and just sit down and listen to her. And he would find moments when I was like calm and not like, you know, my usual crazy self. And he would chill with me and sit down like, how's everything going? Good. Everything's going good. Yeah. How's school going? Like he would just ask me a ton of questions. No, you know, no, not, not anything belligerent, not anything, you know, nasty. It was super calm, super sweet. And I started to trust them a lot at that point, you know, 15, 16. So my story starts kind of where my quinceanera is. And then it goes through college when I was um, accepted to college and my daddy cried because he didn't want me to go off to school. He wanted me to stay home. So that's kind of the story. And I wrote it because I was a teacher for 17 years. So for that whole time, I would talk to parents all day, every day. And I always had like a lot of, um, you know, uh, conversations with them about okay. their um, their kids. So that's kind of where that comes from. Well, yeah, let's let's back up a little bit. I want you to introduce yourself and then your podcast. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Alicia, I have a podcast called Vibes by Alicia, and it's um, about lifestyle, business, and travel. Right. Uh, I've been traveling 22 years. We've been in business, Russ and I, together for 22, 23 years together. Um, and lifestyle, pretty much parent, a little parenting, kind of like what y'all do, yeah. fitness. We talk about health, a lot of health. Right. Because, you know, women my age are talking about health a lot more. You know, we're going through a transition. So that's who I am. And I'm a teacher, a businesswoman, and, and, and a podcaster. I, I've seen, like, I guess whenever I look through some of the list of your podcasts, you talk to a couple of, like, doctors, mm-hmm. physicians, like For surgeons. Sure. I listened to one the one when you were talking with the surgeon. I think she mm-hmm. was uh, you were talking more so about, like, breast cancer and stuff yes. like that. Yes, yes. The plastic so, surgeon, Dr. Kumbla. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um you, you hit some real issues. Oh, I guess I gotta me. put my phone on silent too. That's, guess who? That's guess who calling me right now? That's Beyonce. The Beyonce. <laughs> the Beyonce. But uh, but yeah, sorry about that. But um, <clears throat> keep on going. Um, I guess so. We know you from Sweat, right? From Sweat, we, right. Uh, we, My husband and I love to work out at Sweat. We right. love that place. We've been there since Sweat. 2019. Kicked right. y'all's butt this morning. Yeah. We were right at the place. beginning, loved it. We had a class with John. It was so fun. It was really fun. I love the playlist, by the way. Thank you. Oh, you I'm a playlist girl. And, and Matt you knows so that. Love. I'm like, I'm always like, I'm a playlist so girl. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's all, yeah, that's, but it, it's all about what people like when right. it goes to like, because we can play what we want to play. Well, I mean, if I was to put what I love I wanna, that. But if I was to put what I want to put, like listen to, it would be something that you guys would not listen to. But from what I learned from the juice box is that you have to play to your uh, your, class, your audience, your crowd, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it depends what time you mm-hmm. go into class, what time. So true. In the mid mornings, it's going to be not as heavy with like. Poof, 
poof. Like, you know, it's just going to be different. It's mm-hmm. just a different yeah, style. Yeah, of course. Right. But anyways, that. No, I yeah. love it when y'all incorporate some Latino music yeah. in there. I'm like, yeah. No, sure. Gotta have Give me some of that. Music. This morning I was uh, <laughs> actually playing um, some music from the Super Bowl. How about oh, that? Oh, yeah. Like Perfect. Performance. Yeah. That's right up cool. our alley. Rusk and I are kids yeah. of the 90s. Yeah, exactly. That's when yeah. we were teenagers. Dr. Dre, Snoop. Um, even Mary J. Blige, I was like, okay, Mary, mm-hmm. you girl. Mm-hmm. It was real good to see them. So it was very good Super Bowl too as well. So um, with this book, and I like it. I mean, one, I think like I'm gonna, sh- I want to share it with like my family because again, I'm Mexican. That's yours. Thank you. You have your own copy. It's mine too. Mm-hmm. So like you know, coming, thank you. Growing up in a Mexican family, like mm-hmm. what you were saying, it's just mm-hmm. very like my mom is a. Uh, I'm a first generation American, mm-hmm. right? So my mom came here from Mexico when she was 18, mm. and uh, came here when she was 18. And my parents, I mean, my grandparents, I don't think were here yet. So she came with like my uncle. There's ten of them, mm-hmm. um, but the oldest got them here. Like he came first and like got papers. And back then it was a lot easier, mm-hmm. and it was a lot cheaper to get mm-hmm. your papers back then. Mm-hmm. So everyone pretty much got their papers fixed back then um but kind of just seeing it like and that's the culture right like my mom is has that culture that mexican culture mm-hmm. right like you get a job maybe you go to school you get a you know like you finish school you get a job maybe mm-hmm. you go to college but you get a job and you support your family you have your kids and you get old mm-hmm. and there's nothing else besides that yeah. That you can, yeah. do, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. um, and it's just crazy because that's how they were everyone. And it's it's great. Like we're all it's all hardworking people like we'll work. Yeah, of course. You know, but that's the thing. I don't think they ever thought that you were able to do more. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they were never mm-hmm. doing more. They had a good job. They worked in construction or whatever it is. And my mom stayed in her job for like years and never tried to be a supervisor or a lead. Yeah, you know, I understand or that. Anything like mm-hmm. that, you mm-hmm. know, and so. When you go, like, as a first-generation American and now being exposed to so many people and meeting so many people mm-hmm. through the past, like, mm-hmm. five or six years, mm-hmm. um, I know what I what I want to do with my daughter as she grows. And I always tell her, like, and that's the thing. It's like, you can do whatever you want to do, yeah. right? And uh, I had a discussion with her mom. She says, do you, if Mia wants to go to school or if she doesn't want to go to school, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you going to be okay with that? I said... Well, she can take a year off, but I need a plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I need you to tell me what you're gonna, You're not just going to take a year off and do nothing. What is he going to do? Like, are you? Yeah. And I think that's a generational thing, too. Yeah. Because it... you're you were born here as well. And right. I think a part of being Americanized is we also become very schedule driven, very plan and goal oriented. Right? right. I think in our parents time, they had a schedule, just like you said, your mom had a set way of her doing her life. Yeah, my dad did too. And he had opportunities to become supervisor. He never did because he said that would take away from my family time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it's different, right? Yeah. The way we want to raise our kids. I have teenagers too. I have two teenagers mm-hmm. as well. And the way I raised them was very different from the way my parents raised us. Yeah. We, creeps, we keep some of the values, right. obviously, but our approach is very different. It's different. No, for sure. And it's, yeah, it's crazy um, that that whole... You know, and co-parenting is different, too, because yeah. one parent wants kind of one way of parenting and then the other one wants it a different approach. You mm-hmm. know, like my daughter's mom is more of like, hey, bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, OK, well, let's talk about the situation. Mm-hmm. What happened? Why did you decide that now that you're in this situation? 
what are you going to do next time to not be in this be in that mm-hmm. again? You know, so I kind of just make her think about why she's in this position. Gotcha. And yeah. the choices that she made to get here. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think the important thing as a father to a daughter is to have that dialogue and to let her give her opinion and yeah. her point of view. I think a lot of times as dad, they kind of like, you know, set their point of view and say, that's it. It's done. I'm your dad. But I think that takes authority away from her and autonomy and the decision making. You're not teaching her to make decision making. And not only that, but you're not allowing her to to process a decision, which further in her career, in her life, she's going to have to learn to do that when she manages other people, when she, you know, becomes a boss herself, when she gets a job. In any situation, what you're doing is you're giving her that opportunity to, hey, give me your point of view. Tell me, you know, do you have some facts to back it up? Do you have some research to back? Because these kids are very well informed. Mm-hmm. I mean, my kids, when I tell my kids, well, why do you want that light? My, my kid is a photographer. He's a videographer. Mom, I need a light. And I'm like, for what? What's it going to do for you? How is it going to, you know, be incorporated into your business? How is it going to make money? You know, and those are conversations that he needs to be ready for because he knows me and dad are going to be on top of that. But I think that's a conversation even with girls to not treat them and I think a lot of dads tend to do this as that I need to tell you because I'm your dad and what's right is what I'm saying and what you're taking away is her 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 ability to have higher order thinking power over her thinking thinking. and and it's it's crazy because that's what my dad gave me and that's what I I credit him so much and like for me to be able to make decisions along the way um that he was just very inquisitive in my life and what my decisions were about and why did I come to that conclusion? What led me to that point of view? And um, so I think that's an important component in I being fathers really to daughters, you know, and just kind of taking a step back and being more of a listener. Yeah. I think uh, when you give them that power, then they, whether or not it's the, you know, decision that leads to them, you know, having a bad consequence mm-hmm. or it might be, you know, something good out of it, but they still can learn like, okay, well, yeah. you know, every decision that I make, you know, whether it's whatever the situation is. This really resonates with me too because I was having this conversation with uh, my daughter's mom over the weekend. Here's, here's a so question, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter, she's, she plays Roblox. Mm-hmm. It's like a little game on like a app. Like right? a it's video like a game? game? It's okay. almost like The Sims or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know right? Sims. My kids used Super to play that. that. Okay. And yeah. um, <laughs> Just run around and do things. That, just build yeah. stuff and like okay. mess up the city. Well, they have an option in Roblox. I don't know why, but the game lets kids chat with each other. Mm-hmm. So my daughter's mom is real adamant on like no chatting, like do mm-hmm. not chat. And same here. I'm like, look, we don't know who's on the internet. Like, yes. You yes. can play all you want. Somebody Absolutely. chats, but you ignore. Uh-huh. And she says she's been doing that for the most part, but it was a couple instances where she was chatting with some people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at first, way back a couple weeks ago, it was like she was chatting and she had like two or three boyfriends on Roblox and all this other stuff. And I was like, whoa, yeah, no, definitely no Roblox. I'm cool with that. But then uh, we gave her, we took it away. And it was kind of like a, it was both of us making that Mm -hmm. decision. We Mm -hmm. talked about it. I was like, you know what? I'm cool with it going. But we gave it back. Eventually she earned her way back into Roblox Mm -hmm. and then ends up chatting again. Mm -hmm. So her mom was immediately like, no Roblox again. And I'm like, well, I feel like we just maybe need to, communicate better with her on like on why her, why she shouldn't be chatting on why and what it can lead to the consequences of why she 
isn't good for her to chat. I think the problem that we face with kids being young and teenagers, especially teenagers, is that we they don't see the consequences of an action. I think they are very much about the now and the right here and they're playing a game like my kids love Fortnite and they'll chat it up. But if I have a conversation with my kids about like Instagram and why they shouldn't tap on certain photos or why, you know, on TikTok, right, that right. kind of thing. Right. It's the conversation about where that leads to. Like this conversation here, babe, it, it, it leads to that. And then that leads to that. Like I lead it up to them right. and just kind of let them know. Like that's where it can go. Is that where you want that conversation to go? Right. Well, no, of course not. Well, that's what's happening. Right. So it's a little bit of like. It's a little bit of a balance. It's really hard. I think parenting is the hardest job in the world. I think that's what keeps us up at night. Um, if anything has tested our relationship, we've been married 21 years. It's been parenting just yeah. because wow. dealing with kids is not as easy. And um, if you're not as a, as a cohesive unit, it's definitely much harder. Mm-hmm. So having a, uh, have a have a very clear value base and, and giving your kids those values from the early early on. And once your daughter knows, you know, dad isn't good with this. I'm not, I don't agree with that. She's going to know, okay, he's not comfortable with that. I shouldn't be doing that, but it's not something that just happens the first time. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen in that little head of theirs until, until it like catches on. And that's what we've seen from, you know, raising two boys. It's like, they're listening. We think they're not listening, but they are. Yeah. Man, so, man, so don't don't give up on that. Like, don't. and keep having the dialogue, and but but come at it in a really chill, cool way when she's you way. know common. Yeah, like little common area. You guys are having breakfast and just have the talk. That's kind of how I looked at it, and mm-hmm. I don't want to like I don't want to just every time she does something just take it away from no. her. I want to like. Just, no, because that's punitive, and I think a lot of times they see punitive as you hate them, you don't like them, right. and for you, it's not like that. You're just taking it away. But our kids are different. We weren't raised like they were raised now. It's so much different. The True. stimulus now, it's a different stimulus than we used to have. Things our parents COVID. used to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, homeschooling, online Exactly. And stuff TikTok, like social media. For girls, especially, social media is a very um, difficult place because there's so much competition this girl has that this girl has that she posts photos why can't i do photos like that why don't you let me dress that way you know there's a lot of that conversation but if you if you as a father are very clear on what your values are for her and what your hopes are for her for her future and like i see this for you in order for you to you know see and reach those expectations but also ask them where they want to go what they want to do true yeah i know one big thing with my daughter is self-image too and me trying to um be very affirmative with like having her yeah. tell her, yeah. telling her she's yeah. beautiful all the time. You know you're beautiful, and mm-hmm. and not just that, but like you know, it, it's times where she wants to get her hair straightened mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and her being, um, you know, uh, a girl of color in general. You know, her her hair is a little naturally curly. Exactly. So she wants to look like the girls on TV. Or yeah, is, yeah, and know? for 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 girls of color, there's an added stress on that because. Um, we're seen as as not quite the ideal beauty you know what i'm saying so they kind of know that they're not you know the white blonde girl but what we do is when we feature what is beautiful about you you're a smart girl you make good decisions and so i'll point out to things that they where they made a good decision you like you figured that shit out that's amazing to me but not placing all the value on how they look more on like you were you were able to make a decision you convinced me of something you persuaded me on something like those little things and those skill sets i think is where we really build up the girls in in terms of like where they go in their future here's here's one thing to think about that i thought about when mia was like going into her teenage like when she was like 12 
11, whatever. So being in the fitness industry mm-hmm. as a dad mm-hmm. right, or mom, um, I think at sometimes Mia thought that she had to be fit or fit was you had to do that. Uh-huh. Right. And I think and it's something I think you when you talk about self-image, Matt, it's like when like if you're you're in fitness, right? Like you your daughter sees that and she's like, I have to be like this. Mm-hmm. Right. My dad is like this. Mm-hmm. Like I have my, you know, my stepmom is in fitness. Like if I do anything, if you think it's a lot of pressure, you know, and you have to have that conversation because even though you might not think it, I think in their head, they're like, man, my dad is in fitness and he does all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm pressured to be, to follow, kind of be like that. Because if I'm not, he might, you know, it might be like, like you're, he's I'm just not good enough. Letting you whatever. down. Yeah, like letting you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's another conversation, you know, that you have to have later on. It's just like, like, how are they going to act? if they they feel like they need to to be fit or be skinny you know because that's the key right there is does she have to be fit or does she have to be skinny because these girls have those two things are very different for girls especially at their age and they know it and they see it a lot they see it a lot because it's everywhere in social media now and they they're on it you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying but i think that the the part is like it's it's a very healthy relationship you can teach them about having a healthy relationship with food with their body you know and knowing that yeah you know you're gonna have changes you're gonna have you know some days you feel really good some days you're not gonna feel so good but just just having that talk with them it's not like even like you know pointing out like oh you can lose a few pounds or nothing like that it's just like you know um it's always about their mind. It's about what, how they feel, how they think. And are they generous? Are they good hearted? Are they nice? Are they sweet people? I think we tend to focus a lot on like the outside and we don't really like bring them up on. And that's where the kids are. They see everything outside. Oh, she has this. She has that. Her hair, her, you know, her mom just gave her braces or whatever. Like I was talking to a plastic surgeon and some girls are going in for boob jobs and they're 16. They haven't even grown up yet. You know what I'm saying? They're not even grown up. You're talking about the shoe sizes in your, in your podcast episode. Like she's, you're not going to buy her the nice dunks until she stops growing. (laughs) But at 15, 16, they're already feeling like they're already grown up and Mm -hmm. they want to meet certain expectations. And like, Kind of like telling them, babe, you're good. Because I think a father's perception of his daughter and as a woman has a lot to do with how she feels about herself in the future. It really does. It has so much. It's it's crazy you say that because there's these stories about... So Mia is very... She's she's such a caring person, but she's also like straightforward. So as she was young, like I think probably like the age that your daughter is, like I would... We go to the restaurant. Mm -hmm. You're ordering. I'm not ordering for you. You can order. Mm-hmm. So she would order. Hey, okay, I want. I'm like, tell them what you want. Like, mm-hmm. I, tell them you're ordering it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're gonna eat it. Just tell them. So she got that confidence. So she would go. She's like, oh, I gotta go return this. All right, well, you know where to go. I'm waiting in the car. And she'll go by herself. Mm-hmm. Even at like at 13, 14 years old, younger, she'll just go. Oh, hey, I'm gonna order. All right, we'll go ahead and do it. Hey, I need to. All right, call them if you need to. Like, and talk to right. them. Mm-hmm. Like, let you be so independent. Yeah. And so, so she can be her own self and you say like, so she was in, I think it was like junior year, I think. So she's very, she's, she has like her little, I don't know if she really has posted anything. I don't even know if she still has it. There's like a fashion Instagram Mm -hmm. that she was, that she had herself. 
Um, and so she's all about Goodwill and just like mixing stuff. She's a big Harry Styles fan. So like, you know, I dresses up like she's, uh, she dresses like that. So one kid asked her one day, and this is in junior high, asked her, why is she wearing that outfit? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm sorry that I don't look like the rest of the girls in here. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But it's just like her being like, I'm going to be who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, this is who I am. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to be like everyone else like i am who i am so i'm like there's hope mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, bro. there's hope but yeah it's and, and, it's yeah, a lot and of don't pressure. give up on them <laughs> yeah, no, i mean it's just and i think it's just as you man it's hard this like this it's year, very hard you just don't know like you are just like sitting out there right like it's like what is happening like what's going on so here's something you can try whenever something like that pops up is maybe going into her instagram seeing who's posting what she's posting maybe seeing to who she's following finding somebody that she's following and maybe having a conversation hey what do you think about that person whoever it is i don't know who it is that she's following but make a connection with her with her fashion you know so that way she knows oh my dad's like interested in a little bit in what my fashion is harry styles whatever it is but finding somebody in there that she doesn't think that you know about and you're like hey you know what do you what do you what is going on with this girl what's going on with that person like because a lot of times they think that we don't care it's not that we don't know it's that we don't care about what they like and what they do you know and um especially girls girls are so um influenced by by other girls yeah so that's where you can kind of come in and be like the redirection if you need to redirect them in another direction if something's going off the rail something isn't you know doesn't follow what you feel is a good place for her mm-hmm. that's where you can kind of re- redirect her a little bit and right. just be like yeah i really like that you're doing that but you know maybe try this yeah. and just give some ideas give some suggestions but i think when we have problems when we're being too hard on them and too strict mm-hmm. and um that's when it becomes a problem because then they don't trust you anymore then they see you as like oh you're just you're just trying to keep me from being me and that's not really how it is i think that's the hardest thing is being a parent super fucking hard yeah super hard it's really, yeah. yeah. So you get older too. You're just like, and then I don't know if your kids are driving. Yeah. I have a, I have oh, a 18 year old, 19 year old. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like driving is going to freak me out because she has her license, <laughs> but it's, she doesn't have like a car and she's not like actively driving. Mm-hmm. But I think just driving um, is going to freak me out because I'm like, because you have no control. Like, you know, you're. Yeah they're driving you don't know what's gonna happen are they gonna get there like are you so I'm are they gonna know which something this have yeah right. yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, every possible scenario is in your head <laughs> i know you're just like man just crazy you know and she does like she has a boyfriend mm-hmm. and we had a conversation with him like me and, her mm-hmm. mom and the stepdad boyfriend and so that's another thing too is like okay getting in the car with mm-hmm. this kid right like and all that right. stuff. Um, I think that's so, one thing my dad said. He was like, whenever I first started driving, he was like, man, that was this is the scariest moment of my life when you start driving because I have mm-hmm. no idea if you're going to be able to come home, you know, when you leave. So, yeah, you know, I think it's hard. It is hard. It's scary. Hard. I know, but always have that conversation. Always bring the boyfriend in, welcome them in. Like, yeah, that's one thing right. you have to kind of do is just talk to them. You know, I remember my dad. It's part of the story that I have in there. My dad would sit them down. Alicia's gonna go to college. Alicia's gonna have a good job. Like he would put it in their head. Like don't 
mess her up. She's got goals and she's pushing really hard and I'm right here to support her and you're going to be an asshole to her. I'm going to be right there to just, you know, tell you to F off. And so my dad was like that. And I think the guys knew, you know, you respect her dad, you respect her. You you have a respect for her. My dad would say, you respect my daughter, you respect her. You If she's got limits, you, you, you see those limits and you don't go beyond those limits. If she tells me one day that you passed your limits, you're not part of this family anymore and we welcome you in our family. You come and you have lunch here. My wife is happy to serve you some dinner, mm-hmm. lunch, whenever you're ready. But you do something like that, you're out of the house. And I think the guys kind of understand that dad is taking care of of daughter. Right. right. He's being a protector. He's being a protector. And yeah. guess what? When they become fathers one day, that's what they want to become. They want to yeah. be protectors of their girls. Mm-hmm. And I knew my daddy was protective of me. And that made me feel comfortable and made me feel safe. Yeah. So for her, as much as she'll bitch, you know, yeah. in a while, like, oh, dad, stop it. Yeah. She feels warm inside because she knows daddy's got her back. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. I always tell her, too. I'm like, kid. You know, I always got your back, no matter what. Like, That's I'm it. always going to be here for you, regardless of what it is. Like, who's, who she's going to go to whenever, you know, she has a heart broken? She's going to go to dad. Yes. You know? yes. Mom too, right? Yeah. But dad for sure, you know? Yeah. Those are other stories. Like, when you have the, the heart broken, like, those are the talks when you do have them with your daddy. Yeah, I'm not ready. Because my daddy would be like, okay, go kick him to the curb and get the, you know, move on. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Your dad sounded, he kept it real. Your dad sounded like... He, he is the best. He is the best. And um, I, I, um, I, I... I don't know. I feel like, you know, sometimes dads don't get enough credit. I think a lot of times they, they're kind of like seen as like just uh the 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 punisher, but they're nurturers too. They can be like moms, nurturing and giving yeah, no, absolutely. And I think so like growing up and I think that's one part of me that I took as like a growing up with a single like just single mom mm-hmm. was a lot of that nurturing from like my mom mm-hmm. and just like the caring and like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I took a lot of that and I use it and I think I'm very how do you say it? Um, I'm very understanding. I'm trying to think of the word and I can't think of it, but when it comes to people's like feelings and things like that empathetic yes yeah very empathetic just because mm-hmm. um you i mean you don't know what people go through yeah right like, yeah, yeah, yeah we all get up in the morning and we all put our shoes on the same way we all put our pants on the same way like shirts on the same. you know like it's not any different you know and i think growing up so with true. my mom like i can do that with my daughter yeah i know i get like and i get deep into stuff like that like I don't know if we talked about in the podcast where people ask me, man, why are you like just like in a good mood all the time? Why are you always like mm-hmm. happy? Why are you always like? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'm what like, should I be? <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I mean, it's it's always, you know, like, I guess people, you know, people have tough, tough lives. People go through a lot. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm here. I can talk to you. I can see you. Mm-hmm. I can. I drove here, you know. Woke up this morning, I can drink this glass of wine. People can't even do that. They can't even lift it up. They can't Mm -hmm. even drink. Mm -hmm. They can't see. They can't hear. So true. You know, and then you worry about It's about perspective. And so that's why whenever, it just boggles my mind too, when people just feel like they are just beyond 
other people like other people are just like below them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think i think you know growing up with a with a single mom i think a lot of people assume that there's gender roles in 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 the way and i think that's where our generation is really really good like i'm a gen xer but i think millennials and gen zers are really good at 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 um at seeing people more empathetically. I think our parents raised us in a way that was just very strict and hard. And they didn't talk about anything. They didn't talk about their past. They didn't talk about their issues. They didn't talk about their money. They didn't talk about none of that. They just, you know, just raise yourself and go do what you need to do. But I think the great thing about our kids is that us as parents, we're much more informed. Um, If I'm struggling with my son who's very creative and I'm not creative, I can go and learn about it. I can go and figure out how can I reach my kid? I don't understand him. He's hypersensitive. He's hyper creative. I'm not. I'm very logic based. Um, I'm not very empathetic. I wasn't raised that way. So a lot of times I'm just I'm just very hard, you know, but I think as younger parents, I think that's what we have as 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 a strength is that we are filled with information. We're filled with knowledge. We can go find a book on something that's going to help us reach our kids. Maybe we don't understand them at that point, but we're not um, afraid to go seek knowledge. I think our parents were afraid to go figure it out because if they didn't know it, they didn't know it. And like, you know, it is what it is. That's it. Bottom line. But for us, you know, like if our kids are struggling with something, we're really good about not even your your daughter and her and her fashion. She has a very specific style. I think if our parents were their parents, they Mm -hmm. would have been like, no, go change that and put something more normal on whatever. But we're more like, you know what? That's their style. You know, she's finding herself. She's expressing herself. She's becoming who she wants to be. They go through phases. They'll get out of that phase and move on to the next one. That's just the, you know, but us as young, younger parents, I think we have that as a strength that we we're more knowledgeable. We can seek information much more readily without feeling shame. Mental health is another thing, another component. Even in fitness, you 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 both are in fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you approach it in a very healthy way. Your daughters will grow up with fitness in a very healthy way because they see you. You're their mentor, mm-hmm. their guide. Agree. Yeah. yeah no, that's one thing with my daughter. I, I try to just make fitness part of her life instead of making it uh, more so control her life. Mm-hmm. You know, some people yeah. have that habit to Fitness before everything or in general, you know, they, they have an unhealthy relationship with fitness. So I'm mm-hmm. like, my daughter knows that. Yeah. I mean, I, I train people for a living. I do classes, all that stuff. She knows what I do, mm-hmm. but she knows that that's not necessarily what she might want to do. She, I think she honestly, she wants to be a singer. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's always talked about being a singer and I'm always here for it. I'm like, hey, girl, you do exactly mm-hmm. what you want to mm-hmm. do, but you know, you if you want, really want to be a singer, you got to start singing. <laughs> right. You're yeah. right. And encourage her. Maybe do some singing classes or exactly. maybe join a chorus. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's so many ways that we can, you know, encourage our kids in their little, um, you know, interests and hobbies. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I it's, it's a lot. And I like being a young parent because these people that are like, 35 oh i agree that have like a baby i'm like <laughs> hell no I'm no like, there's no way no. <laughs> so yeah being a young parent has yeah it was a struggle through like their 20s and you're just like yeah. it's hard yeah and people are like would you have a <laughs> that's one thing honestly that i'm on the fence about is like having another kid another kid hmm. why because well, to go 
to have a kid that's freaking almost in uh, college. Uh, almost out of, yeah, high school. Mm-hmm. And then to go back to like Doing babies and mm-hmm. then you're not getting any sleep. You hear this like, mm-hmm. oh, they're getting sleep and this is not. I'm like, yep. oh, no, no, no. And then I'm you good. hear stories from like your friends and stuff like that. And you're like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> what about you, really Matt? Bad. You want to have another kid? Um, Yeah, I wouldn't mind having another. another have you kid. had that conversation with your girl? Whew. Yeah, no, that yeah, is yeah. a big conversation. It is. It is. Yeah. We have. Um, I think we we for the most part right now we kind of agree like having another kid, but I mean there's times even looking at it like having another kid is scary even from her perspective, you know, because I mean she doesn't have any kids, but you know I mean that especially in today's America, right? Mm-hmm. Like having another child, I mean it's just a it's a big commitment, but then also it's just a lot to think about. So mm-hmm. we've talked about it, and we 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 I think we meet. Uh, we have like pretty much a, a great idea together. Like you know, we're kind of mm-hmm. firm together. But I mean, I'm I'm more like one kid. But this is what I tell everybody. I'm like maybe another kid, but if it's a girl, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're I not gonna only... try for the boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a gambler, man. I do not know some people. I know people with four girls. I'm like four girls include, and then your wife. You got five women in the house. No, 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 no. I can't imagine. I have. These have. They have one, and they are not enough. One is enough for them. Seriously. (laughs) But see, that's where I was going back to the conversation of you guys being young dads. You kind of get it now at this point in your life, like. I could or I couldn't, but you're very conscientious of where that kid is going to fall in your life now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? True, yeah. Like, you know where that's going to go, where um, where that's going to fit in your lifestyle. Right. Because, you know, one thing that a lot of kids don't understand or a lot of parents don't understand or like long, young married couples is like, oh, we'll figure it out. No, you don't. I mean, you have to kind of have a sense of where that's yeah. going to fit in your lifestyle. Yeah. You like going out. You like traveling. You like to, there's a lot of that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, you've got to admit that kid's going to take up a lot of your time. We were young parents, too. Ruska and I got married when we were 25 and 23. Okay. So Ruska was 23. I was 25. I was the older woman. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were young. We had kids pretty, pretty quickly, pretty, pretty fast. You know, we didn't wait. And we're glad that we did because, you know, now we're in our 40s and we're enjoying each other again. And we're having a good time together again. We go travel by ourselves. The kids are on their own now. Um, And I think that's a conversation that a lot of young people who are dating. Y'all talked about dating last time. Y'all had a conversation on that. I don't know that a lot of people talk about that. Like, Maybe I'm not saying at the first date, a first date. That's definitely not a first date conversation because no, you don't want to, sure. you know, yeah. run them out. But, you know, having clear goals of where you want your life to go. I think it's super important. Agreed. Right. And just having non-negotiables and just, you know, you have exactly. to put it out there, especially right. not like you just, hey, at, when you get older, it's like, look, I'm not here to do the whole like play around blah, blah. I'm like I'm here to like I want to meet somebody mm-hmm. and I want to be yeah. with somebody that I will hopefully spend the rest of my life, life with, right? like, yeah, and do these things about. and grow together and like do all those things so, exactly I don't want to sit here and just be like 
oh yeah, we're kind of just like, eh. no, I'm like, what are your goals? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And like, if mm-hmm. they align, then let's try it. And if they don't, then we'll figure it out. And, and by the way, the right girl will like that conversation. Right. The right girl will like that. And like, oh, I like this. I like that right. he's very clear where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. The wrong girl will think you're being obsessive, ain't no controlling. Yeah. That's not the girl for you. Right. The right exactly. girl for you because you come from that perspective. Yeah. Rusk and I are both very type A. So when we want things we plan it out we talk about like yeah that's what i'm gonna do so we're gonna do but the wrong girl will see it as you're trying to control me you're trying to tell me what to do you're trying to set my schedule for my life i don't know what i'm gonna do then that's not the girl for you because if your perspective is coming from like a point of view of like i like to have things set i like to say things as we go then that's the kind of girl that you're gonna find for yourself right like she's gonna uh, agree to those sorts of of questions yeah, she's not yeah. gonna have a hard time with that yeah, no. and i think that's where dating has a has has a hard you know there's a hard part yeah. to dating yeah. um as you go along and we haven't dated since 1998 but i know a lot of young singles yeah. and i'm like i don't know why you're talking about that in the first date yeah. like they talk about things that i'm just like you should wait two or three yeah, times until time. you yeah. meet somebody but then some people are you know they they ready and they just ready to put it on the table but there is a time and a place there I is think. a time and a place thank you, know. you very much yeah i mean and i think that's the thing it's just you're trying to figure out at first date i'm like hey nice to meet you blah blah, blah. let's have a conversation mm-hmm. where are you from what do you like to do mm-hmm. you know blah 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 and then i don't think it has to be so and first dates, I would typically like to do something where it's like interacting, not necessarily just sitting down the whole time or just like talking, like bowling or mm-hmm. doing whatever, right? Like I think it just needs to be. Um, but yeah, it's dating now sucks because there's so much. It's social. It's crazy. Yeah. Like you look back in the day. Sometimes I'm like, man, I should have just got married. But I'm kidding. I shouldn't have. But I, I think that. Back then, it was a lot easier, right, to kind of settle down and not have any other distractions. So yeah. anything yeah, else, it's a right? It's a huge distraction. And, and I think, and it goes a lot, like, when you go back to, like, oh, people think, oh, well, they're doing this or they're doing that. Oh, I want this lifestyle. I want that lifestyle. And so then they look into somebody. They look for someone or somebody that right. in Instagram mm-hmm, life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's who they want. The Instagram life, yeah. And then... That's what they're looking for, but it, that's necessary. Ne- not necessarily their real life. That's exactly right, and that's a conversation we were having. Rusk and I were having about like l- girls who are looking for like. There are always so many single girls, and we talk to them all the time. They're like, "Oh, I want this guy that he can wine and dine me. I want him to take me out. I want him to take me traveling." And what I told Rusk, just because I, I'm just like a pragmatist, I'm like, they don't understand that they want that kind of guy. But that kind of guy works seven hours. I mean seven days a week 24 hours a day like that to make that kind of money where they can enjoy that kind of lifestyle Mm -hmm. that guy is constantly making deals making money you know meeting with people Uh, 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 can you live with that right they don't want that part part. they want the fun they want the trap yeah other stuff that other that guy comes with too as well yes yes yeah maturity level right maturity level money you know a lot of times are not necessarily smart or mature you know uh i think there's a perception that they want the the instagram life like he mentioned it right but that instagram life is really not necessarily 
all realistic. Um, like people always say, oh my gosh, you guys just are such couple goals. But we've been together a really long time and we could go through things where we can tell you, well, we went through this, we went through that, we went through that. No, the years where, you know, Rusk, you know, worked 60, 65 hours a week, you know, and I was just at home with the kids and I, I could go back to those kinds of things. But what I try to tell young women nowadays, it's like, that lifestyle that you see on Instagram, it comes with a lot of sacrifices. It comes with a lot of headaches and a lot of sac- you know, a lot of sadness too, because you're lonely a lot. Right. A lot of them don't want to be lonely. But yeah. those men are working all the time. Yeah. Free time and travel is a it's a perk. Right. Yeah. But that's not what see, they're doing. Yeah, you, you don't, don't see, see it. That part, you, you don't know? see and that then, part. And then one, you also and so another thing too is like you see so even if it's like a girl that just doesn't work, but just kind of stays at home or does whatever, mm-hmm. you see her lifestyle, but you never see like the husband style of like what he's doing for yeah, work, how long exactly. he's away, or you don't know. Exactly. They're not going to be like, oh, my husband's away again for so-and-so, mm-hmm. or my husband's mm-hmm. away for this. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. they don't put that on there. Like, man, I'm lonely because he's gone mm-hmm. or he's in the office or whatever. But yeah. You see, is like, oh, she's having a spa day, or she's right. doing uh, yeah, brunch, day, yeah, whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. then it's like, right. then they're together and they're on a trip somewhere. They're like, oh, they're going on trips, and so, I'm like, yeah, yeah you and, don't see, yeah, you know. And then also, when you find somebody, this is another thing too, is when you can align yourself with somebody that is ambitious and has goals, yes, that they're trying to achieve. Where you have your own, uh-huh. you kind of still have your own life, and you guys are driven your own things yeah but also can come together mm-hmm. and help each other out on either one if you need to help and that's a trick that's a trick it's like how do you maintain your own ambitions and your own drive while at the same time finding a middle ground together you know and but i think it's always a common goal you know ultimately i know when we first started dating rusk was like okay we just started dating a year ago but this is going to be my life moving from now on as soon as i graduate from college this is going to happen you may not see me a lot i'm going to be out of the house before six before you even wake up and i'll be home you know when the sun comes down like that was the lifestyle he he, and he told me that from the beginning and he said you either are in it or you're out because that's just how it's going to be and i was like okay i'm in it i'm in it i'm good you know i have my own life anyways i'm an independent woman I'm good. I'm good with that. But it's important that they have that conversation because if they don't have that conversation and she just assumes. Because your expectations. Exactly. And your expectations are different. Our goals were always aligned because our goals were always from the very beginning, the very same thing. Yeah. And and that's the thing, too, is that when you have those talks about it, like, and that's another thing, like our schedule, like my schedule, I'm going to tell you is like crazy mm-hmm. i have this that i do yeah i have the photography and video stuff that i do on the side right i work for peloton i coach at sweat mm-hmm. also that like there's so many things mm-hmm. that go on and i work with other podcasts too like do the videos and all that stuff so it's like your schedule is different yeah. right like yeah. you find times and one thing that i like you know is that when i do have the time because even when you have time, you don't have time because like I have time, but it's like, OK, you're well, still I'm working editing or mm-hmm. I'm doing this. Yeah. But I do try to schedule times out like just to spend time with that other person. Yes, right? of right? course. Because I'm like, hey, let's plan this out. OK, I have this day. And some people, like you said, some people are OK with that. And like, OK, great. You do your thing. You're busy doing all that stuff. And then, you know, 
at Friday seven, we having dinner or whatever it might be brunch or whatever. But it's when you can find somebody that, that can align the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's and they're both. And that's yeah, it's just and a guy will always find the time to make it for the girl. Right. He likes you. He wants to be with you. He's going to make time for you, no matter how busy he is. Mm-hmm. He will set the time away to be with you and give you quality time I, and I think give that you comes to communication. Too. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, how do you guys so like, true. Do you guys have special times, days or like that y'all like this is our quality time. I know later on, like we'll be too tired later or maybe in the yeah. morning, like, we're just booked, booked. Yeah. But, like, right up in here this is our sweet spot like what do you Well y'all... it used to be like that a lot more because um we we both used to work a lot more now we're more at home cuz we've created some some opportunities for ourselves where we can be home a little at bit home. more That's great. Yeah so but no but if but if I need to head out I head out or if I need to do whatever we he, he, we go there's a there's an understanding now at this point in our relationship where I know he needs to go take care of his business I go and take care of my business but there's always a reconnection at the end of the day yeah always a reconnection at the end of the day and if I don't want him on his phone because I'm talking to you I'm trying to tell you something he's gonna get off his phone and he's gonna pay attention to me and 100 he's gonna be focused on me the same way with me you know he's like sometimes you don't hear me out i'm like sorry i'm gonna put it out i'm gonna put my phone down and i'm gonna listen to you because you you know i haven't seen you all day and i need to talk we need to talk we need to reconnect always about reconnecting i remember back when we had the babies we had the little ones we always had to make a trip make sure that we took a few trips together just he and i to, yeah, just to be together the kids, without right? the kids yeah, leave them at home. and leave them at home with you know with grandma and grandpa or whoever could be taking care of them right. but um our kids fit our lifestyle yeah. We don't fit theirs. That's yeah. how we see it as Boom. parents. Look, that's it. See, that's one. So, you know, I got a buddy who's going right now. Well, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I know some, <laughs> got a buddy having relationship issues, right? And um, one thing that I told him beforehand, because, you know, I felt like I went through And one of my biggest things, I think, whenever I was raising, you know, my daughter was young and me and her mom were, you know, trying to make things work was, mm-hmm. was the timing and trying to figure out, like, when we're going to have fun special times to do stuff when we got this kid and mm-hmm. we got to work mm-hmm. and probably making pennies to a dollar. You know what I mean? Like yeah. trying to just fit that in there. That's one big struggle that I was trying to tell my friend, like, don't let this be a factor in your relationship. I like how you said that. Mm-hmm. Like they fit your lifestyle. Y'all don't fit. From the very theirs. beginning, we were very clear yeah. in our parenting styles. They were going to fit our lifestyle because that's what we saw from other parents. Oh my gosh. They moved mountains for those kids. No, those kids are going to, they're going to come fit how we are. Right. We are bringing them into this world because we want them in our life. Not right. because we're forced, you know, right. to have them. Nobody's forcing us to have these kids. Right. We're doing it because we want to have them. And so our life, we accommodated, but they accommodated to us. Yeah. And guess what? Those kids now, seriously, they could go off and like do backpacking in Europe. And I'm not worried at all. Right. They're so well versed in everything because they've always been independent. Yeah. We didn't helicopter them. Like there's a lot of helicopter parents. Yeah. We were the opposite. We were like, no, we're, you know, you're not going to be helicoptered by mom. You're going to so go do your thing. What does that mean? <laughs> they're, hovering the they're, yeah, the they're hovering over their kids all the time. They're hovering like helicopters. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they do. And yeah, because I've seen it too. And it's just like, you see it. Um, and I'll see it like in people that, that like like in my age, and they have like kids and their kids might be like four or five or whatever. And they're just like, oh my God, there's this. There's some like, Mm-mm, you that can't stop us. your kid. I'm like, do you understand no. your kid's going to grow up? And he's going to like, you're. he's not going to, you're not going to ha- be there for him. No. His whole life. And when and that, then those kids don't know how to function on their then, own. Right. They don't yeah. know how to function in society. And no, then they once don't. they go out there, you're like, 
this is why this kid is having issues yes. because you right. yes. were being this way towards yes. your kids. Like you were. And I don't understand who told them they had to be that way because yeah. I don't get that. I was a teacher for a very long time. I was very, you know, well versed in psychology and kid psychology. You were supposed to let the kids venture. Yeah. You're supposed to let them be and not overschedule them because you don't right. give them an opportunity to just grow without overscheduling. Yeah. Like we have this with this fight with this other couple because they wanted their kids in private all the time, all the time, private school, private school. Private like no, our kids are in public school private school like seriously it's the same thing as long as you're parenting at home and making sure that they're well you know educated at home and they're reading at level blah 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 blah, blah you're gonna be okay exactly but they were paying all this money like it was a college education oh, no, on these it's, kids it's i'm like oh that is like the dumbest like thing ever for, for each kid oh no each kid yeah, no. exactly i'm like you're spending it's... how much yeah, yeah no college tuition yeah exactly and so yeah and so going back to like i'm like and i and i guess i'm not really around too many parents or people that have their kids in private schools right mm-hmm. so but it's a big deal and it's also like a uh like a like um god not a standard but like something that they look at their peers and they're like or their people and they're like, oh, we have to put our kid in private school. Because, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, right. They are definitely keeping up like, yo, we have to put our kid in private school. I'm like, the hell you do. Let them grow. That's the beauty about parenting. You do parenting the way you want to yeah. do parenting. Yeah. You don't have to listen to it. I mean, our friends went and bought new houses. They went and did this. They did that. They put their right. kids in private school. We did the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like so happy that we did that and we didn't follow everybody else's That's pattern. Yeah. That y'all did that too because it gives you more sense. We have mentally, you're and like exactly. We're not, we don't, we, we paid off our house a long time ago. Like we live a life that's like very much ours yeah. and not dictated by anybody or anything. That's great. Take it. I love good that. conversation. Good Thank conversation. you. I this is a good good combo. <laughs> Look, I know. We'll I feel like we're in a little bit of a therapy session. We'll have to bring you back and then get your husband on too. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have some oh, Mr. Elatasi has a lot of opinions. Y'all need to listen to our to our relationship advice stuff because we have some really good stuff on there. I looked and I listened to a different, a couple of like the people you I'll send you guys a link to it. I want to say I listened to one with y'all, but I just can't remember it off top. But I need to definitely go back and like. No, definitely. You know, the next episode will be maybe like Guy Talk. And we'll have you on that. Yeah, you should. Let's go, bro. I love having him on. A lot of people always request, when is Russ going to be back on? Because he always gives it to you straight up. (laughs) He brings the wine. He brings the wine. I love that. We'll definitely have to bring you on again uh, next time, man. This was a great conversation, guys. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for for coming. Thank you for the books. Um, We're going to be posting a picture of this stuff. And link it's like a link. Get all your links and all the information. I have a website. All that stuff. Follow me at my podcast, Advice by Alicia, on Instagram and uh, also on uh, on uh, Apple, Spotify. Yeah, Yeah. no, for sure, we will definitely will. Um, Thank you for coming. Thank you. It was a good combo. get into that deep conversation we're just right. like oh man yeah, well, you, yeah. mentioned, you mentioned earlier about how difficult it is dating and we come across a lot of that situation in your generation lisa and i grew up in the pager generation before there was even cell phones and 
and it was it was that much more challenging to find somebody back then because you actually had to do the dirty work. Yeah. And now the dirty work comes to you on your phone. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now you can just swipe left or yeah. swipe right or whatever. Right. That shit. I don't even know what it's right. called. I, never, <laughs> right. I don't even know. I don't even know how that stuff works. Yeah. I just know from people like you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you just have this. You have this uh, omnipresence of options out there of who you can just by looking at them at their right. picture yeah. Yeah. so yeah. i had to go to college and and i found my wife in college and i had to, <laughs> right. i had to court her and stuff yeah. like that if it didn't work out I was like shit i gotta start again yeah. all you guys have to do is get back on the app and go down down the <laughs> list and that's why it makes it so much more challenging right for different reasons right yeah it, it, i for think sure. for more or less right like right. it's easier to wear find somebody but then it's also harder because then that person has it's so hard many to keep options. them <laughs> you have <laughs> options right. and then at that like now you're like well i don't know if i even need to be spending time on this person could be yes. the love of your life right there but you're like i don't know because I, I can we, just go right back on and swipe again and yeah no we're gonna have a great have yeah we're point. definitely gonna deep dive deep into this <laughs> what's up russ let's go man for sure next episode we got russ coming yeah